Uh, this is Coach Gary, GLS Training Go to Movement. Uh, this is Recoded the Podcast. And um, today, man, we got to my right sitting with me. You're going to see Coach Gilly, the godfather of Gota, the identifier, as we like to call him. The dot connection. And um, man, it, we, we got to, if it, it wouldn't be a podcast talking about Gota or anything, if we wouldn't have the, the Tom Brady of Iowa. Ricky Stanzi with us. Uh, <laughs> so we we just gonna kind of we're gonna change um, it to the Tom Brady of Gold. Uh, yeah, there you go. <laughs> the Tom Brady of Gold. I would too, uh, dude. Listen, I'm gonna tell you this. I know one thing. Whenever we was up there at, at Kittle's Ranch, um, Emma was like, "Man, if you went to Iowa, Ricky Stanzi was a god." Yeah, like, like so, <laughs> you know, he could sit there and try to say that the dude's got a Wikipedia. Yeah, uh, you know what I'm saying? He, he's he got a he, Wikipedia. Yeah, he does. Yeah. Wow. yeah, a lot of people got a Wikipedia. I don't. I'm jealous. <laughs> yeah. Um. No. So, first off, Rick, you know, um, yeah. one thing is, is since you came on with us with the whole Gota thing, dude, it's 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 taking leaps and bounds and, and, you know, we appreciate you. So just first and foremost, we, we want to thank you for that and uh, everything that you brought to the table or whatever. But, um, you know, we just want to chop it up, man. And just talk about where we at right now. We go to a lot's happened in the last two years, huh, coach from, uh, from, <laughs> from where we started at. with your little, off, little closet you had up in the front of the gym. <laughs> You with us, Gilly? I'm with y'all. It's, it's, uh, I'm just, I just had this flash in my head as the first time uh, Cody put me on Ricky, and he's asking me a bunch of questions, cadaver science nonsense, and I'm like, Rick, <laughs> you got to get on your knees. <laughs> so you got to get on you. You know, you tell a super athlete you got to get on their knees. A lot of times they don't like it. I remember in the early in the early days with Lamine Barrow and. Uh, Few of these really stud athletes came in. I'll be bro, you got to get on your knees. And they look at me like I was crossing. I'm like, are you serious right now? I'm like, yeah, you got to get on your knees. You got to do this squat. And they couldn't do it. Yeah. And it's like, man, that's your problem right there. You need, that's why you got an ACL. And they couldn't, they couldn't really wrap their minds, these super freak athletes. And Lamine, uh, two months later, tours an ACL again. And they couldn't wrap it, their minds around the fact that there was a probability, a possibility of what all the things that they ever did was wrong. Yeah, I mean, he had like a car wreck too yeah. or something that yeah. got him thrown off. And then, you know, the physical therapy side of it's just jacked up. But, but oh, I remember yeah. putting Rick on the ground and just kind of letting him feel a pivot point and saying, man, imagine for a second that your knee is the center of a hurricane. Imagine for a second that it's the inside of a tornado funnel. Imagine for a second, you're moving all this energy around it. And man, I got to tell you, Rick was one of, he was, he got it. He was one of the people that kind of got it. And two days later, he was asking more intelligent questions. And then, you know, six months later, he's a super coach. Well, you was looking, huh, Rick? I was looking. That's what I was just going to say. I was like, <laughs> but I was, I was ready to hear this, this information. I was waiting for someone to say, dude, put those books down. You can use your iPad. You can watch tape. And I was like, that was like the biggest thing for me. Cause the more I watched, the easier it was to feel because it's see feel. So I would just keep watching tape, keep watching tape, and then try to reenact those movements in some way, shape or form in a static setting with obviously having Gilly and Gary there to kind of help facilitate and, and answer those questions. And then even at that point where the system was, like you just said, Gary, it's so different, not different, but it just has evolved. It's cleaned itself up as far as how that pyramid looks, how the training looks all the way to the top when we get into fluidity. So, um, but getting that basic blueprint into your mind's eye so that you can see it and then starting to at least feel it on some level to where you can understand like, okay, it's got this spin to it. It's got this curve. It's got this action around a pivot point. Once you lock those two things down, then like the exercises just kind of took care of themselves. It, it really is see feel. And back to what Gilly said about how he approached me at the beginning, I've started to go back to that even as a coach. I'm, I'm trying to do less talking and more just, just get on the ground. Just get on the ground. We'll put you on the ground. We'll get into a hip stretch. We'll get into rockers. We'll do some bolts. Let's just feel this thing first. Because sometimes you could sit there and talk for an hour and they're like, 
what is this guy talking about? Yeah. But if they feel it first, as you're explaining it, it just, the athlete gets it. The athlete is a kinesthetic, uh, intelligent being. They've, they've been using their bodies, uh, their whole lives. And that's the language that they speak. They don't speak cadaver science. They yeah. speak movement. So see, feel works. It's what's allowed us to heal so many people and will allow us to continue to heal people as we move forward. Well, I, I was watching some footage from one of the um the certs the other day, and um you had made a statement in there, and 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 you said something about you know we go to these coaches and we like get off the inside part of your foot and get on the outside, and they you know well, you can't do that. Well, did you do it? No, but you can't do that. And it's like, well, how you know yeah, you yeah. can't do? It's kind of like the little thing when you was a kid, like you ain't even tasted this, and you're saying you don't like it. <laughs> and, and, you know what I'm saying? But but the but the other side of it is is. You, you know, it's like, how much video do you watch? And, and then right. the coach is like, well, we don't use video. Well, then how right. can you tell us that you can't use video and you haven't even tried it? And then when you show mm -hmm. them something, they're like, well, but so-and-so said this, or this study yep. said that, and, and this, this back in the day was, was this. And it's like, they can't, they can't let go of certain things. But I think what happened for you was, is you knew that it was all bullshit. And you was I had been letting go of things. Yeah. That's the other part is I had been letting go of things on my own, um, whether it was forced from an injury or whether it was just a new book or a new you know insight that kind of took me in a different direction to where I was like, nah, that doesn't make sense. But the reality is I tried the Olympic. I mean, of course, we tried the Olympic lifting. That's all we did at Iowa. But I did that since eighth grade. Um, and even when I was kind of in the league and I was allowed to quarterbacks are really allowed to kind of do their own thing. So I, I wanted to lift weights every time I would start up a kettlebell program or something, everything would just lock up. And so I kind of like, just to try to stay healthy with air quotes on that, I, I kind of had to move towards more of a, what people would consider a movement practice, which is like yoga and Pilates. But that was only out of a necessity because my body was just had had enough of the lifting and, and, and everything was so locked up. Everything was so tight and it was so front chain dominant um, that getting to the back chain and, and, and getting inside ankle bone high, I didn't realize what a battle that that was. I didn't realize how front chain and inside ankle bone well I was mm -hmm. until I started to move mm -hmm. in that direction. And, and then you got to tackle the foot issue. And, and I'd like to circle back to what, what Gary does said, because we I don't think we discuss it enough, which is it is possible that when they say you can't do it that way that those athletes, and I remember a few of them vividly, uh, Zach Woodard was one, those athletes' feet were frozen. That, that the part of the foot, the outside, the cuboid, as you like to talk about, the fourth and the fifth, all that, them 26 bones in that foot, if, you, if all you've ever done is train toe-off or some sort of a heels-down derivative with, with, with a spinal stabilization system, mm -hmm. then your foot gets fucking frozen. Frozen. Can you we get, curse? Yeah, I mean, yeah. It's all right. then your foot gets frozen. You are coming yeah. off the big toe, rep after yeah. rep, year after year, and that whole outside part of the foot is glued. And then mm -hmm. when you find us, and we're asking you to spend years and years on the foot, it's easy to give up. I think, you know. Well, listen, I I, I got a I I got a question in, in the back of Gillian. Mm -hmm. It's for you because you know we. We from the same place, ran in a lot of the same mm -hmm. circles, know a lot of the same people, did a lot of the same stupid mm -hmm. shit. How, how the shit? Because this is the golden question. How did you see? Well, how did you see this? Like what? What? The best way to explain that is, uh, you know, I was I, I was Spanish and then I turned English and then I had to give up my Spanish. I, I don't really spell well. The mean people would love I, that. Phonetically, I'm I'm very uh strong phonetically weak with with the i'm really weak so what it happens is i i can kind of see things from different perspectives i can i can move around in, the, in my head i can see things in a 360 degree angle now i used it for small business adventures right abc title a lot of my companies that do real well and made me wealthy um but i didn't ever use it for my back pain my back pain i abdicated the responsibility to the professional so those eight chiropractors those two sports medicine doctors those uh orthopedic surgeons the neurosurgeons i put all of my hopes and dreams of my musculoskeletal systems in their hands because they were the professionals and all they did was let me down 
And only, it was like, man, the rest of my life, I got this shit going. I, I married this beautiful American girl. We had kids. I, I, I got a great business. I'm traveling the world, but my fucking back's imploding. Mm -hmm. and, and in my brain, I couldn't, I couldn't rationalize the fact that somebody with a budget that I had couldn't get out of back pain. Mm -hmm. Said something doesn't make any something in, in business. It's called best practices win. The best practices always win. And fucking business people drop garbage like cadaver science, like like that. They don't keep it around because yeah, their once money's they know, tied to it. Once they know it don't work, it's over. <laughs> yeah. Get rid of it. We got to go. You know, Netflix obsoleted yep. Blockbuster. Get rid of Blockbuster. It ain't gonna work. It just we got to go to the next level, and that's. But in this business, for some reason, they will hold on to incompetence and they will watch the bloodbath of knee, knee and hip surgery replacements. And, and nobody will nobody will call it, call it all out. So I had to call it out eventually. And man, I got to tell you, uh, Tony Robbins and Petey Goskey got me started on this on this on this journey. And to and to and to, and to listen to Pete talk uh, in common sense about cadaver science. Uh, he, he gave me a little bit of insight and then, and then that got me started. But in the end, I was always asking questions because, because when I, when I finally did got out of back pain and 10 years later, I started doing triathlons and then I got femoral acetabulum impingement. I'm like, I've been with this guy for 10 years and now I got FAI and I got all these things. I'm supposed to be a therapist now mm -hmm. and I can't get out of it with his work. And so that just a part of me is like, I got to go find the rest of this. I knew there was missing pieces. You start to get these little hunches that, yeah, there's missing pieces here, you know? And then Noel Perez's work started in 2010, got right in front, <laughs> back chain dominant. And then all that YouTube video, they started uploading all those cool documentaries from the indigenous world. And then I just, all I had to do was sit there and watch for like two years in slow motion video and watch and watch. And then it dawns on you one day, oh, they use their feet different. Oh, they use their hips different, shit. If, if stim, you know, I always talk about stimulus response because that's the way Pete told me, but inputs and outputs, stimulus response, said principle, <clears throat> uh, behave, good behaviors in, bad behaviors in, whatever you give your body, it'll take too. So eventually I was like, well, if this is what indigenous people are doing, and Michael's doing the same thing, and then these old ladies at the, at the and, and old guys at the track field world, and these babies are doing the same thing. Well, what would rob the ability of your body to do that? And that's when I started to see people like Gary on Instagram and on Facebook doing these silly lifts. And I'm like, oh, I used to do those lifts because I had to give up lifts. When I started hurting my back in my mid 20s, I gave them all up. Right. I didn't give them up because I was. Well, that's when everybody gives to. them up. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Usually you have, to, you have to give it up. Call it yeah, unwilling. You just yeah. kind of have to. At, then at some on, point. Then later on, I could see the lift was a negative behavior. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, oh, that's a negative stimulus. And stimulus, it creates the response. And then eventually I could just see it. And then those, you know, when them hurricanes come in every year, it's like, <laughs> these spiral, these spiral waves, these spiral singularities. And then eventually you're just looking at the human body and you're looking at a hurricane and you're like, oh, <clears throat> this is the mapping system that we're a part of. Yeah. It's that duality that nobody relates yeah. it to nature. Right. Nobody starts there. That was one of the big things that brought me to you guys too, was that you were the only the only crew talking about using nature as sort of the starting point. Let's look there. And I was like, well, that makes so much sense. And then the spinal engine, you know, teaching something outside of what was a very popular, still is a very popular concept of core brace. And those were really the two things that started. But I think a lot of the resistance is, um, you know, the eye hasn't been trained. Uh -huh. Right. Nobody has trained the eye. I mean, like you just said, you spent two years looking at it before it really like connected. And then you look at the negative behavior and that really brings it full circle. So sometimes for me, it was looking at the woda and the shreds made me see the go to behavior even better and yeah. vice versa. Yeah. And they go back and forth. But the big piece, I think that everybody we try to get across, at least to all the coaches is you've got to use your eyes. You've got to watch tape. You've got to objectively watch tape, meaning you got to put your own hours in. Don't watch the video that I clipped and I'm using with my thumb. You need to actually go in there and watch the video no. and use your own thumb and scrape over it. A lot now, 
that's if you want to get to that level where you can speak it and you can coach it and you can translate it. Hmm. There's an, there's people that'll just go on our pages. They'll look at the video and go, yeah, this makes perfect sense. And they're all in. Yeah. I, I use my brother as an example for that. My brother's got no training in movement, doesn't think about it, could care less, has no, has no money in the game. He looks at this. He goes, how does people, how do people not see this? How do people not he goes, see I don't know. He goes, I don't know any of this stuff, but this makes perfect sense. I go, that's exactly why you get it because you don't have anything yeah. Any preconceived notions about movement in your head. There's no barriers to break down. There's no water to empty from that cup, right? There's nothing there. What, what, it's just you're ready to hear the truth. One of the hardest things I had it to do was itself. One of the hardest things what I had to do and 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 was was to was to tell my mentors that they were wrong. <clears throat> they kind of helped me because when I brought them Goda, I, I wanted to give Goda away. So my weaknesses is I'm real good at putting shit together, connecting the dots, but I'm shitty at riding the thing. I'd, I'd rather hand off. I'd rather hand it off to somebody. Else. You gave it to the right all my businesses, I got partners. Like, you, your job is to make this thing better. I already I started right. it. You finish it. Right. And so I needed Gary. I needed Gary. I'm like, I need somebody to take this baby because I feel great. I'm going to feel great 10 years from now. I know how to dissect myself, my little triathlete buddies, my golf. And the right. ones that want help going to get help. But I don't want to sit there all day long and coach it. I'd rather be mm -hmm. on the golf course. So, you know, I needed somebody to hand the baby off to. Plus, I knew from having other businesses that this concept of best practices win wins every time. So I knew that if I just put you know, they call it sending a signal out to the universe. If I sent the signal out to the universe, then I would get the super coaches with the most open minds to come. You know, and the ones with the closed minds, I'll be able to spot them quick. You know who they are. They're the cadaver science people. That's right. Well, where's when your, the ones highly educated? Where, where's your control study? I'm like, dude, right. people, well, people, people don't tell that's that what I did. You're living it. I've been in it. That, You've I been doing have that it. It's, it's ongoing. Yeah. I didn't have that education. I, I didn't have, I was yeah. a lot of stuff. Was, I was self-taught. And, and as, as you know, you know, if you stick around and pay attention, like Rick, you know, this, when I got somebody around me, that's good or something. I, I'm like, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't, I don't, I don't, I want to be a part of everything, but I know that for the growth of the company and the business, there's certain things I got to let go. You got to talk about it. I can't talk about it the way that you talk about it. It's almost mm -hmm. like Gilly gave us this outline and we talked about this yesterday and you writing out the chapters. You, you, you know what I'm saying? <clears throat> and it allows. There's me a lot of questions. Yeah. There's a lot of questions that I, I think a, a lot of those chapters get written from people either down. trying to, you know, cut down the system or le asking legitimate questions. And I think mm -hmm. both of those are good. I think they really are. Like, I do like that when people challenge, I like when people get after us. I like when people ask good questions and they truly are um, trying to learn because all that stuff makes us as coaches internalize and go, how can we better explain this? How could we break it down even further to make sure everybody's on the same page? And if you look at just the curriculum that we built at Goda, now we don't share that with the world. Uh, the, the deep dive with the world. But if you look at how the deep dive has been built out inside the curriculum, it's really come from just people asking questions, people wanting more, because like Gilly's saying, you could keep it super simple. If I'm working with a nine to 12 year old age range, the information I'm going to give them is very small. They're only going to get what they really need to hear because everything outside of that would be a distraction. But for a coach or somebody that's like been spent their whole life training movement, they need every single piece covered or they won't be convinced. And so we've kind of been slowly turning all that out there um, one piece at a time, foot and ankle deep dive. All right, you want to talk deeper about the hip. Okay, you want to learn more about why the lift's bad. All that stuff had to be covered because we really had to vet the math. You know, you had to, I was vetting the math, looking at both sides saying, well, what can we do? What can't we do? Um, and if, at first it seems limiting, but then once you understand the movement, you're like, dude, there's so many things you could train. There's so many ways to train this, this blueprint. And I think that's what frustrates us with people not wanting to look at the movement. It's like, dude, there's a better way. Like you don't have to deadlift anymore. You, you don't, you don't have to do it. You don't have to do heavy back squats. Like I would think that all the athletes would be like, yes, finally. <laughs> well, they are the, the ones at the higher like, level are, are tired yeah. of that shit. They're like, yeah. dude, thank goodness, man. Nobody. I remember every lift we went into at Iowa, when it was like a bump day where it was going to be heavyweight, nobody's excited. 
nobody's excited because it's like you know instinctively you know you're like man this is gonna be a battle right whereas now the go-to workouts every athlete says the same thing like i feel like i got great work in but if i had to go right now i could do it yeah. And that's like the greatest thing you want to hear is that they know that they worked out those tissues. They know that the glute is, is, is lit up the lateral calf, the, the erectors, all these, you know, cadaver science terms, spots, spots on the body that we want to see uh, or, or, or feel it. And they can still say, yeah, if we had to go run routes, we could do it right now. After a deadlift max, you, all you want to do is curl up in your bed and cry. Like it's just, it's not. So the athlete, giving this to the athlete first and we had talked about this probably a year ago you know when we were talking about well how do we get the coaches and we're like dude fuck the coaches they'll they'll, they'll come around when the athlete understands when the parent understands it. and that was really where we kind of turned our focus and that works because they're the ones that are going to look at things objectively they're the ones that were that are me who was sitting there in a locker room not performing the way that they should getting cut year after year, looking for answers. If you're in that position, you will go watch tape on inside ankle bone low and inside ankle bone high. If you got a nice business and you're David Alexander and you're making money and you got your stuff and you put out gazillions of posts that say one thing, they really, you know, we only yeah, give them they, a hard time, but they, they really can't change. No. You know what I'm saying? Like it takes a big person mm. to make that change. We've got some other big name coaches that we've tried to reach out to. We see them dip their toe. They start to walk that path and then they, they, they crawfish back because it's too much. It's too much to really rip that bandaid off and come out there and be like, dude, I was totally wrong. I was completely wrong. And all. so, you know, I don't fault those coaches for that. I think it's part of the reason why we, we push things to the athlete, to the parent, to the regular person that's looking for an objective an objective lens on what is going on. Why are my favorite athletes injured? Why was I injured? Why am I still hurt when I'm 30? How do I protect my kids? I see all these questions um, pop up all the time. I, and I think we've been through a, the phase where it's been enough back and forth per se. Um, dude, if I didn't have 30 inboxes this week about fantasy football players, like should I, should yeah. I stay away from this guy or stuff? So, so, the, so the masses, are, there's people out there that's starting to, you know, they starting to reach out. People are starting to look and say, Hey, but, but it's the athlete. It is a parent. It is the common mm -hmm. guy. It's the weekend warrior. That's like, man, I yep. don't want to spend all week in the gym. I just want to be able to go play basketball with my friends on Saturday morning that I went to high school with 15 years ago. And half of them can't even come out there no more because yeah. they in back pain and stuff. That's all I want to do. I want to play baseball with my kid. You know, Rick, I was old enough to see when it all started in the seventies and what it was, yep. what it was in the beginning was a way for a diminutive athlete to gain weight, to play against a genetic superior athlete. There was a way for somebody yeah. to play against a six, four, 220 pound coach Gill. Uh, they mm -hmm. needed to gain weight and they, they did it in the weight room and they did it with eating protein shakes. And um, that was my youth, they, literally what you just said, but right you there had the genetics, youth. you yeah. had the genetics, yeah. Rick, you didn't have to do shit, but throw the football. I was like this weird, like in eighth grade, I wasn't quite as tall as I am now, but I was, and I was, obviously I'm a skinny person. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> so yeah. I was all about gaining weight. Like that was like my focus. And so of course you go start doing deadlifts and heavy back squats. You're gaining weight but you're also throwing your back out, but you're not so much worried about throwing your back out because you're finally gaining that weight. So you're just kind of dealing with the injuries because you are getting the results that you did look for. Yeah. You wanted to be bigger. So now you got more muscle, but that muscle's on a, on a compromised frame. And so I it's just I not going to feel sorry for people last. like you. I feel sorry for people like you. And this is why you guys had the genetics. Y'all didn't even need the lift. All you had to do was show up. That's what they did back in the seventies. Ricky Jackson played like seventeen years in a row. He never missed a game. One day he was, I think he was drinking. He was on Airline Highway up the street. He, he ran in the back of somebody. <laughs> I think he broke like a, a rib or something, and he played. You know what I'm he saying? Played. He played. Yeah. And then he would, he would come in in the off season. He's he's just a mess. He was overweight and all that, but he was still goda. So all he had to do was get conditioned and then go out there and be a Hall of Famer. But. Uh, but, you know, it, but he had it. He had it. He didn't have to lift weights. He didn't have to do anything. He just showed up, kicked everybody's butt. But a weight, the weight training, like Gota, was was brought in as a competitive edge. 
Yeah. Right. Like, so, so not, not just in the weight game, but on the upper levels, because when the whole Louis Simmons thing was going on and it's like the video out there that we talk about shit rolls downhill is when they was in there getting guys to squat 1200 yeah. pounds and deadlift, you know, a thousand pounds and all of this stuff, they, the NFL took notice yeah. and the NFL yeah. goes and they say, Hey man, we want, we want this. This is the competitive those monsters. And then right. next thing you know, but the whole thing was, is those guys that was in that gym squatting a thousand pounds, didn't have to change direction and run and move. Yep. They could spend their whole life on their heels. So, so they, they and even, yeah. even if you watch West Side versus the world, I'm watching it. And all I'm hearing is these interviews with these guys that I told my peck this year. <laughs> I, I told my I, these naming muscles. I didn't even know you had because they were working them. Out. Right. Like they isolated yep. everything. But the reason why I feel sorry for them, coach, is I feel like they, there's been millions and millions and millions of dollars left on the table for people and their families because they started lifting and they never had to. Mm -hmm. Like you see how what had going on with Alvin Kamara the last three years. It's like, man, this is a, one of the worst decodes I've ever seen in my life. And, um, you know, he could probably pay till he was 35, but at this rate at two more years with Dr. Reef, he's going to be, he's going to be out the yeah. league, you know? Yeah. It's the, the injuries are going to keep stacking. They already are in the NFL, but the, the big thing that, and we've talked about it with Goda and, and what Goda needs to have that push to where all those big name guys are, are aware of it is that it just needs time because there needs, the more time there is, the more clips are going to come out, the more video that's yeah. going to come out, the clearer the images are going to be, the more injuries that are, that we're calling out are going to happen. So the more that happens, you get, you know, two to three, four years of that. And people are watching this go to thing happen. Like shit, those go to guys are still there. They're still, they're still right. Yeah. And then after a while, it's like, all right, like, I think there's some truth to this. Like Steve put out a great uh, post the other day with the baby going up the stairs. Yes. Yeah. And I know a lot, a lot of people were on my page. Like, dude, this is it. This makes sense. Like that one clip right there, that one clip yeah. that wasn't floating around on the internet. Now yeah, it is. Y'all got to give me some credit every once in a while. You know, Coach Kill said that 10, 10 years ago. At, oh, 11. <laughs> Coach Kill said that. Yeah, well, it just takes time for all that video to get out. There's so much. Because now you go on your Explore page, and you're going to see, you're going to go to your Explore page, you're going to see this slow motion clip of this baby. You're going to go, what the hell is this? Yeah. And then you're going to get, it's, it's almost, it's like the movie Inception. People are getting red pill. They don't even know they're getting red pill. They don't even want to be red pilled because now they got to look at it. They're going to see inside angle bone high. They're going to see inside angle bone low, and they're going to have to put together whether they want to or not that they've already been looking at inside angle bone high and inside right. angle bone low. It's all there is. You're always noticing it. You're going to immediately go back to your own life, your own family members. You're like, yeah, my aunt, my uncle, me, my son, or my. You know, you're going to go through your, and you're going to picture the people moving so you've yeah. actually already been observing movement you can name your your best friends and you can you can walk like them you can be like yeah i know how my best friends walk you can imitate their walk what is that like what is that innate ability that we have just to be mm -hmm. really good yeah. at observing and, and uh, really good at mimicking things so the oh, that's the, one of the that's one of our biggest the tape is what hurdles. sets this thing free yeah. Yeah. one of our biggest hurdles is is having to deal with parents who think because their mom was flat-footed and had dog feet that, right. that that's why they another preconceived notion man, man. is not a genetic coating True. your eye color may be you know, <laughs> your feet you could change man here's the here's the thing though with the kids thing and i get this question a lot the second the baby comes out of the womb it's already subject to decode because the environment is now changed right you have a new environment you have parents that are now going to do what they think is right for yeah. that child, we don't know that we're that we're hurting our kids. People yeah. aren't knowingly creating inside ankle bone low, aren't knowingly creating front chain dominance. But there's a lot of people that put uh, bad shoes on their kids unknowingly. They put them in weird sitting options. They'll hold their hand when they start to walk. That's a big one. That's awful. They'll hold their hand. The baby's trying to figure it out, and you're messing with its its pressure wave, or you're holding your baby up and you're trying to get it to walk early. All these things play a role. So. We could be, let's say, 20, 30 years old and somebody approaches you with Goda and you're like, well, no, no, I've always had flat feet. No, no, you got decoded when you were four or five. You don't even know what happened to you because you weren't really aware of what was going on at that time. But then you get sold a story. My grandma told me the same thing. Rick, we got flat feet. 
grandma, no, we don't. We're, we're all inside angle ball. Yeah, yeah, we yeah, all yeah. just mimic each other. We mimic each other because that's what that's what animals do. We're all walking inside ankle bone low. My dad walks a certain way. I'm going to mimic that. So I start to walk like my dad walks. I start to have the same pattern that he has. So you can change your own children by just being a better example for them. Choosing the ground, choosing the way to walk, right? Making sure that you're going to actually actively change your pattern. That helps the children. So it's, it's a situation where... Um, Everybody is subject to their environment, obviously. If that environment's going to code WOTA, it doesn't matter who you are or, or what genetic, it's going gonna, it's gonna to have an effect on you. So if people are aware of that. Well, now they got a chance to make huge changes, small changes, but huge changes, a, a different shoe choice, not sitting in a chair. Those two, those two right there combined with changing your walk. I mean, we have a lot of people that hit us up on, on the pages or in the inbox. They're like, dude, all I did was start to walk on the outside oh, edge of my feet and everything feels better. You know, so it's like it, how big of a change does it really need to be? It, it depends on, I think, where you're coming from and, and, and what your previous experience was. Oh, all true. All true, man. I mean, chairs, shoes, and bad training. You combine mm -hmm. chairs, shoes, and bad training. And you get the blood yep. bath that is that is woda. That's why I tell all the athletes, I'm like, get rid of the chairs, if, get rid of the shoes. Yeah, even if you're a go, go to, coach. to 10, right? You're a go to 10. <laughs> Three say you're a go to 10, and you go and you got a two-hour plane trip, three-hour plane trip across the country for a game. You think that plane trip didn't do something to the hip? Or maybe you rested on the side, you didn't think about it, and you stand up and maybe the hip. So even in, you know, as we approach or we take our athlete and we make them more go to it doesn't really end there because they still have to live in the water world. They still got to get in a car. They still got to get on a plane. They still got to put a shoe on. So you have to have a daily maintenance to counteract the bad inputs that you're at least aware of that to counteract the bad inputs that you're aware of in your day to day, but you have a plan. It's just like brushing your teeth. It's just like taking a shower. You know, you're going to get dirty. You know, you're going to get plaque on your teeth, but you have a plan to eradicate those things. You need that same stuff for your movement. Your joints need the same care that you give to your hair and your teeth and your hygiene. If you look at it that way, it opens the door to making these changes, right? Because I think a lot of people look at training and they're like, well, training means this. I go to the gym an hour early. I foam roll. I take a shake. I work out for two hours. I cool down with the, and it's like this four hour window. Like I don't have time for that. Dude, a recode's two minutes. Like it's two minutes here, maybe five minutes there, a little bit later, a little extra focus on your walk, not sitting in that chair, sitting on the ground. Those are recodes. Now, if you want to train to be the best guard in the NFL or the best point guard in the NBA or the best shortstop, then yeah, you're going to have to ratchet it up a little bit. But the same base plan to keep humans out of pain, that's got to go for everybody. Whether you're just trying to work a desk job or you're trying to be an all pro, you have a hit. And a hip does, a, does certain things, and you have to make sure that your hip is doing those things. If it's not, whether you're in the desk or you're trying to be an all-pro, you're going to suffer. So that's why people, what is going to just for athletes? No, it's, do you have hips? Do you have ankles? Then, yeah, you, it's for you because it's a human thing. The body and then it goes beyond that, that but yeah. you tend to lose people sometimes. Here's, here's a cool story for you, Rick. So in the early days, to me, the early days was like uh, 1999 is when I, me and Pete, I hired Pete and his team to put me back together. But you know, down through the years, I would read stuff. So one day I was reading about the original bars in Ireland. You know, the, uh, we, they, they invented beer and they, they would all go to the bar. And some of the entrepreneurs back then would be like, hey, why, what's wrong? Why are you leaving? So, oh, my back hurts or my hip hurts. So they started to figure out that if you put that little rail down there and you put one foot up in a bow, that the person would stay longer and drink more. <laughs> They'd stay longer. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah, put them in a bow. Let them lean up against the Put ball. Put them in the ball. ball. Right. Let, Let them lean up. And then they're leaning. They yeah, got, yeah, got yeah, their arms yeah. on the, on the uh, tabletop so they can sit their hip back even more. There's yeah, always little things. I was talking with my dad the other day. My dad was a boxer. And he had his trainer, uh, Hank, uh, Hank Smiley. And he, he would, my dad first walked in. My dad was doing all the weights and he had his muscles. And he goes up to him and he grabs his traps and his delts. He goes, this shit right here, that shit's done. He goes, you're not touching another weight. Get that shit out of here. And he would teach him on his, you know, front side. I'd say I'm facing with my left side forward. Uh -huh. He would teach him on his hook to go heal away. 
Like yeah. he would teach to be on the balls of your feet. And he's like, see how I move my foot like that? He goes, that's how you get the power. He's like, he so Hank knew. He knew that there was a, a, a something wrong with the weights. And he knew there was something magical about how your feet played with the ground. So these go-to coaches are they're, they're always been there. That's what I because said. of course yeah. they are. They they there's only one thing to observe or two things. You're really just you're watching a pressure wave, whether you think you are or not, and you're just seeing how that athlete deals with a pressure wave. Do they deal with it on the inside of the foot? Do they deal with it on the outside of the foot? And the the great coaches, the great golf coaches, swim, uh, you know, track and field, baseball, boxing. These these sports that have kind of given been given more of a movement um, tag they have a lot of these coaches that float around that would say a lot of those things that you, you know, speak back to the seventies and eighties before Arnold dominates in bodybuilding before West side, before the aesthetics and the one rep max kind of took over, there were these coaches that were preaching to movement. And then you get to the highest level. And I remember being at in, in, in NFL meeting rooms or just listening to coaches talk. And there would be ramblings, little, little talks about, you know, that's great what you do in the weight room, but like, if you can't move when we get to the field, you're probably going to get cut. Mm -hmm. So like even in, but even then they would still send those guys into the weight room to do Nordic curls with super set with deadlifts and, and back squats, you know what I mean? But then the position coach is like, Hey, you got to move to play on this field. So it's like, there's all there, there is this understanding that movement rules it is the King, but it hasn't become the standard the like yeah we only train movement because now we can really see and dissect movement which brings it back to until people start to watch tape you're going to be lost and those that are watching the most tape are going to be the furthest ahead the same way with tom brady drew Brees, peyton manning ed reed the greats they watched a lot of tape they watched an insane amount of tape right so is there a peer-reviewed research article that the NFL hands out every year to all the players at OTAs that says, hey, here's the research that says watching tape makes you a better <laughs> football player? No, That's it's funny. just fucking common sense. Yeah, well, if common you're in sense that weight room, wrong. It's, it's if you're not yeah. watching tape, you're going to struggle. How do we know? Because you just know. It's obvious. You got to know what you're doing. You got to see it on the tape. Then you got to go out to the field and you got to feel, feel it. And you come back in and you watch how you were doing. And then you go back and you just do that over and over again. Over, that's all sports is. See, feel, just on loop, over and over. And then you get to training the athlete, and it's out of a book. And nobody's even watched the movement. Gilly, remember that one coach we had that FaceTime with? And he's talking about, well, he's talking all this cadaver science about, you know, well, the, it's got to yeah, drop yeah. the pronation. And then this. I go, sir, do you have one example, just one example of what you're talking about? Well, no. So you've never actually seen what it is that you teach people. Well, no. Then how do you know? How do you know if you've never seen crickets? They got no answers. So you don't even have I got, a visual I got, I got on what. You. That's a that was a sense. beautiful question you asked that guy in, in that in that um it was a close it was like a Zoom call and and, yeah. and the guy was from an academic he was an academic and he was working at a, a D one scholarship a D one a D one facility NCAA. <clears throat> And Ricky gave him the big, tough question, which was as simple as this. Well, how much slow motion video have you watched? And the guy said, none. And this guy said, probably <laughs> had a six-figure job at a D1 yep. scholarship school in charge of our kids' musculoskeletal system, the soft tissue. And he didn't know fucking shit about the way the human body actually moves in slow motion video. The and language, then after that, he was a superior vocabulary guy. These guys are superior yeah. in their vocabulary and they're real good at writing a grammatically correct sentence, but they are yes. fucking terrible at coaching movement. And it's and to you, have a hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, to have a thousand dollar job. Uh, and there's Hartley over there smiling because she was a D1 scholarship star and she and, and they put her through some shit. And then but here's she, the other part of that. Body back is that guy, that guy pretended he pretended that he was he was all about the athlete. He pretended that he was open to new things. I said, okay, I'll teach you. I'll teach you right now. Let me show you some tape. I started sending him tape. Started sending him tape. Dude, crawfish in a minute. The yeah. second I started sending tape and I broke down his world and I showed him Michael Jordan's feet, he was fucked. It was over for him. He's like, well, I guess we just uh, have to agree to disagree. I go, we don't get to agree to disagree on how the ACL shred happens. You didn't make that. 
I didn't make hips. I didn't make ankles. I don't get to say how they work. I have to observe. And then I got to train accordingly. You are not doing that, sir. And you got your hands on a lot of young athletes and you have a lot of influence and you are willingly ignoring evidence. And that's part of why we get, and I'm, that's part of why I'm sharing the story. So anyone's listening, man, why are those go-to dudes fired up? It's because there's a lot of people that are turning their back on the evidence and that's not right. We We're not selling t-shirts and coffee mugs. These are other people's bodies that you're dealing with. You owe it to them to make sure that you look at all the evidence. If you're not looking at evidence or you're ignoring evidence, then you're negligent. And now you're being negligent with a 17, 18 year old kid that's trying to go and fulfill their dream and take care of their family. Not going to, doesn't sit well with us. If you get enough new math in your body, uh, you get pretty pissed off, you know, especially once you get, yeah, once you get it back, you you scoped like, a few times, if you get to a couple lumbar discs degenerate, herniate, um, if you get, uh, enough piriformis syndrome, if you get, if you get enough meniscus in your knee to deteriorate, and then uh, you realize that there's a mathematical coding out there to make sure that doesn't happen for 100 years. And somebody's responsible, especially now that we are a decade into this. I mean, I know it was small and back in 2001, but we're at 2011, but we're a decade into this, this narrative of wakening people up to the fact that this is not a, a, the, 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 science, the science behind what happened is coming from academia and cadaver science, right? It's not coming from energy mathematics. And as a result, it's, we're, we're a society of cripples. All you got to do is go down to your favorite park with a GoPro camera and watch all the walkers. You don't even have to watch the runners, but watch all the walkers. And 90%, 95% of Mawoda. And then you can watch a cross-country team, male or female. And these are 13 to 17-year-old kids and half of Mawoda. And you can see the future need replacement. All, all of the education, though, is all, it's all coming from the same place. That's why it don't matter what training you go to, because like we always say, it's always regurgitated bullshit, right? right. Because you're right. not going to walk into LSU and in one room they teaching you straight feet and in the next room they teaching duck feet. Those, all right. those professors are on the same page, trust me. Because if not, they, the, the teacher's lounge would be a big old brawl all the time. But it's not. It's all it's all the same thing. It's all it's all all the time. The physical therapy side of it's the same. It's all strength. Right. Get you get you. you, you and it's it's very targeted too. if if you if you blow your knee out, we're going after the quad and the core. Yeah, it's and it's a recipe. It's I, it's, I, it's I, can't, it's I can't believe still people are still talking about the core. Even some of our coaches. Oh, are yeah. talking about the core. They shut the fuck up about the core. Even when it's people land, talk yeah. about get the feet though. right, get your so here's feet the thing. Right. Even when you're talking about, if you're talking about any isolated piece, even when you talk about these integrated slings or or lines, fascial lines, it still doesn't matter. Like it still doesn't matter because it always comes back to see feel. And this is what we try to get to get across to the coaches, even in the channels. You've got to see what good behavior looks like, or you won't be able to see what good behavior looks like. Do you get what I'm doing? What I'm saying here? Like when good behavior is in front of you, you won't know it. So it won't matter what fucking word you throw out there. Post tib, front tib, side tib, top tib. I don't care what name it's been given. If you can't see good, then you don't know what is good. It's what you teach your children. Teach them to understand good and bad, to have a reference point so that they can go forward. We have the same thing going on with teaching coaches we want you to see good behavior see bad behavior because once you can spot it then you can correct it and then if you know where to go with your body you know what to see you know where to put what positions to put it in then it's very simple of okay well are you where are you feeling this and like we always say where do we want you to feel it we want to feel it on the backside outside so I should feel it in the glute. I should feel it in the erectors. I can feel it in the lateral calf. And we can use those words just in the context of bringing the macro into a micro just for a second, not losing the macro, just coming into the micro so that you can learn and you can understand for that moment and then jump back into the macro and see it as a bird's eye view, see it as a pressure wave. So there's this constant micro to macro for the coach's mind that and their eye, same thing, that they're doing constantly you're going in you're looking at just the foot 
Like I tell people, it's hard at first when you're watching tape to really see what the foot is doing and not lose focus of the, of the upper half, not lose focus of the head, not lose focus of even the hip. So learning how to be able to zoom in on the foot and then zoom back out and see the hip, that's a skill set. Like using your eyes is a true skill set. If it's not, then <clears throat> quarterbacks and archers and all these people that have great eyes and they can, they can hit the bullseye every single time, hand-eye coordination. Like you have to be able to train that as a coach. So you have to get your hands on the iPad. You've got to get your thumb on the scrubber and you've got to get your eyes on the tape because that allows you to see. The more you see, the more you understand. The more you understand, the more you can feel it. And then your belief system, like Gary always talks about, it just keeps growing. You get it becomes you have more video in your phone. There's not a question or a scenario that somebody could present to you that you don't got a video clip yeah. for. So they could let, never check you. Let me let me just say this because I like that point you just brought up. Macros to micros. So I'm a, I'm in a, I'm in a convo the other day with a golfing guy, and he develops a lot of golf manufacturing technology. So he hits me with his number one question. Which, so what do you believe in, coach? Uh, proximal to distal or distal to proximal? I'm like, neither. He's like, what do you mean? I'm like, I'm distal to distal. <laughs> and he looked at me, he's like, and he looked at the guy who invited me to, to the Zoom conference call, and he's like, I like this guy. Yeah. Like you put a baseball in your hand, and you should feet in your hands. It's your yeah. fucking feet in your hands. Throw that mother. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, you, the, the, whole, the, whole, the whole problem that we have, though, is, is, what, is what Ricky said, right? Like they pop off the education. So the whole concept of, wait a minute, you mean to tell me that you could take a guy over the course of 10 weeks in one weekend at your gym with an iPad and he's going to know better than what I do? And I went to school for six years. That concept don't yeah. sit well with anybody. So, so they start telling you what they know. Well, this, 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 and this, and, and that, and this. I had a kid. I, I'd much rather a deaf mute go to coach that can, you know, we always have to ask our athletes to let us put their hands on their body. So we get permission. I'd rather a deaf mute go to coach that understands mathematics and that can put their hands on an ankle bone and move it up. Yeah. And then move it into the 22. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then somebody with, uh, doctor in biomechanics. Well, well, you got so so they, you get the education. We had a kid that came in the other day, yeah. back and neck pain. He used to come here when he was young. He was a heavy kid. He lost some weight. It wasn't um the uh, um not the little one that is on the wall. Yeah, but yeah, it, was, yeah. it was another kid, and and uh, he kind of spent like maybe a year and a half up in here, or whatever. Well, you know, it's I got to get stronger now. So the whole. Let's eat. Let's get you in here. Let's put you through the program. That whole thing went away. He he didn't pay attention to it. He didn't pay attention to the movement. And he went to he went to Alton Hunter. So he comes in here the other day. He's got back and neck pain. And, and the thing is, is Dalton Hunter's a guy that if you don't, if you didn't go to school, he won't even hold a conversation with you. Mm -hmm. He thinks that you're lesser than because you you don't have the education that he has when the education that he has is crippling him and his athletes too. Well, it's the wrong map. We talk about that all the time. You got the wrong map, buddy. Well, That's standing, you know, if, if your only, if your only argument is moral authority and there's really no evidence, that's a shitty argument. You know, if your argument is that, well, I'm right because I, I, I have this title that doesn't mean anything anymore. Right. Cause in, in, especially nowadays, with the, with the internet and with social media and how many people can have a voice and how many freaking podcasts there are out there that you can really call bullshit pretty fast. You, you know what I'm saying? Like you can, we can, we can easily put together a clip showing you how the deadlift and the ACL are the exact same position. We can show you how the, the deadlift, the ACL and the Achilles are the same shred. And there's no rebuttal for that. There's no training that you were given at school um, or, or in the institutions that is going to give you uh, the education to go ahead and, and refute that because you can't, you can't refute it. So it's easier for those people that have learned that to just stay with what they've got, especially if they built a, a big business out of it. And then we've seen coaches that have had to abandon what they've done and what's been comfortable and what may have been lucrative. And they say it's, you know, it's a battle. But it's those people that have watched the tape 
and they truly their belief system is so strong at that point that they know it's the right thing to do. Yeah, well, so that's, you gotta get that's the right to thing point. to do, right? It's the it's the yep. guy that looks at it and he goes, "Okay, I see what you're saying." It, for me to go back and do what I what I did before, I feel like I would burn in hell. Like you know yeah. what I'm saying? Like like I like, I can't. I couldn't do that. I wouldn't be able to sleep at night. That's why right. I'm so argumentative. I just don't have the education to argue the parts of the body and stuff like that, which really don't even mean shit. Because you could come here and get healthy. You know right. what I'm saying? What does it matter if I know what the post tib is or not? Does it even matter? You don't need to. I don't have you don't to, need to because I can fix I think you better than yeah. the guy that does know. Our RJ said it a good way. He's like, we've we've simplified movement. You know what I mean? You're welcome. It's really like that's how he said. Like we've taken movement that was just this crazy world that seems like there's a gazillion different pieces and you got to know every single name and you got to have all these degrees and these papers to even speak on it. We've taken that and been like, no, dude, it's just a bow in a corner. And that's got a lot of people going, motherfucker, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because how dare you? Six years like, school. how dare you? Yeah. So it's like when you, whenever you simplify something, those that have made it complex come, they come with pitchforks and, 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 and uh and, and fire and they're they're looking to start a war because Absolutely. now you're dipping into their honeypot right you're going at them and you're saying dude we could fix that like we could fix that way easier way less money i had a buddy i was talking to the other day he, he played he played ball in the nfl and his hip is just it's burning like it's it's gonna be over and i'm he's like dude i i'm so glad you reached he's like i'm so glad you reached out he's like i was just about to go to a specialist and he's like, I'm like, don't do it. I'm like, do this routine first. I go, all they have for you is a knife. That's all they can give you. I've got an iPad and I'm going to show you why you don't need the knife. They only have the knife and they're not going to show you why you don't need the knife. They're only going to cut because that's all they know how to do. It's cadaver science. Somebody had to cut that line yeah. and then they had to give it a name. It doesn't, when you as a movement coach get a body, you don't get a kid that shows up with a bag full of his body parts. He doesn't hand you the ankle. He doesn't hand you the Achilles and say, hey, work on these pieces individually. No, they show up as one unit. So you've got to work on that one unit as a whole. Well, how do you do that? How do you communicate that? However you fucking have to. Mm -hmm. However you have to make it make sense to them based off of what the proper observation would be. And the proper observation would be, let's look at nature because that's our only true objective reality so if you don't start with nature then you by definition are not if you don't start by observing nature then you by definition are not practicing science so the people that say where's your science it's a where the fuck's yours where's yours you don't have any science you have nothing you have a bunch of lab papers that were conducted on wotas you studied a bunch of wotas look how many lab weekends we've done how many times we've had 10 to 15 people sit in that room we have all those people go up on the video and there's barely any gotas. Now, there if you were barely any bodas. Barely any bodas. You take that, that study sample, and you say, oh, this must be how humans move. You would think inside right. ankle bone low is okay. You would think front chain dominance is okay. You would think toe off is a thing. You would think that the reverse movement is natural yeah, well, that's because that's how what people you move, see. right? That's, that's, that's how, how people, people move, move right? like that. That's what makes but them special. There needs to be a base blueprint to work off of, and the only one we got is nature because it's yeah, what but you, you are. You know, I think Start the confusion, there. I think the confusion comes in with the nature thing is, is like, it's the whole school thing too, right? You go to class and you talk nature. How, how many, how many of you took a nature class and they said, Hey, here's an indigenous tribesman. They, nope. We don't associate <laughs> ourselves as part of nature is a big problem <laughs> because that's been dictated to us too. Ricky said it bullseye, which is they use moral authority to discount the genius that is the human body and the kinesthetic intelligence. So the moral authority, one of the reasons why I had to change the name to go is because primal wisdom theory was you studied a bunch of savages and you want me to work like a bunch of savages. Yeah. What? That's It's a marketing blunder, but the fact right. is we train the like that. Yeah, it's it. Yes. Study the bunch. But well, human beings have always been trying to get gives, one up on it. It gives you the ability to mentally belittle somebody. And to discount what they said. So will we now now because you know one of the great things about working in the goat is that as as the as the head guy, I don't need a fucking job. I don't need nobody telling me shit. I'm independently wealthy. So I don't even care. I'm just telling right. you, I've been doing this for 23 years. I ain't been back to the doctor. 
And all right. my athletes had never seen a doctor. And all, and so if you want to just remove doctor visits from the equation, you really should come over here and do GOATA. Now, if you want to do it the other way, there's the math. Their, their math's not good. These six to eight million reconstructions every year of the human joint capsules mm-hmm. and growing at 15% exponentially. It's this, this, the mathematics behind their results is bad. And mm-hmm. then they don't take any responsibility. But we've been able to fight back by showing David Epstein's work and showing what, what it means to be cognitively entrenched and showing what it means to be in a collective delusion, right? Mm-hmm. We've been able to fight back and say, you know, sometimes there was a time when smoking was, was backed by science. <laughs> That's what you're up against. Well, I'm going to tell you, I think some, some things are starting to move around a little bit because they, somebody tagged me in a post today and they was asking, um, actually they were asking flexible. They was asking him, Hey man, what you think of the, uh, the go to the go to training and all. And he's like, I know Pierre performance did it for a little while. And, uh, GLS training seems like the main one. And then he said, I start, I'm starting to see their concepts implemented in PJF and also in Mr. Do It Moving, which is responsible for a bunch of Achilles tasks. But um, he asked him, you know, I'm starting to see that work in, um, in, 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 in other people's work. And uh, so, so just him alone asking, asking that question and being able to identify what we're doing and other people starting to pick it up, even though they're just imitating right. and they're not necessarily you know, coming to us and saying, hey, they're they not doing what Pierre did. They're not saying, hey, man, look, I see y'all right. doing this. It makes a lot of sense. Right. They just starting to add it to what they're doing. And they probably getting some kind of same way that that fighting coach or whatever said that, hey, man, move your foot like this because he figured that out along yeah. the way. So now they're putting it in. Hey, man, I, I'll tell you what, I'm going to train this guy today off the yes. see how his Achilles feels. And he goes, man, my Achilles, I don't feel nothing today. And then he's like, oh, right. that go to shit works. But we can't say that because I argued with them six months ago on a post. Let's so, rename it. Yeah. Yeah. Let's call it something else. It's inevitable. You know? We've had go is inevitable. We've had I mean, it just is like it, it, there's too much video. The. Yeah, I was just saying that we've had many yeah, people put there's too much video. Down it's inevitable. It's just say, a matter of time. I was wrong, guys, and I want to come coach with y'all. So we've had enough of those to know. Um, we're doing something right. We just can't we can't acquiesce to the mathematics that destroys joints. That's why I won't budge. That's why I'm dogmatic. You know what's funny too mm-hmm. is I, I it was when I get the comments and they're like, Well, y'all don't have no no proof. And I'm like, okay, I'll send them a picture of like Lil Evan. And he was real duck footed and his knees was collapsed. And he goes, Well, all you did was make him stand with straight feet. And I'm like, wow, you got it. You got it. it out. When I it's, put his leg, when I put his feet straight, he don't have valgus as bad anymore. Yep. Just think if you put his feet straight, straight and squat him into a bow, what'll happen? When you get, good, you ex- when you get real good at this, and you know this, you know this from, um, from being a master coach, but when you get real good at this and you put their feet straight and their kneecaps are still pointing 35 yeah. degrees out, well, they front you got to know that's a problem. Yeah. Right. You got to know, why is that? I mean, hold on a second. I got tires on my car. They crooked. I put them straight, right. but the lights are still pointing 45 degrees to, to, to away from the midline, from the way I'm driving the car. You got to put the light straight, too. Yeah, well, you start at the bottom, right? <laughs> yeah. And work your way up. They, they don't even care about right. the lights. They don't even care about the street. They don't even care about the tires, these guys. They only care about the engine. Bro, look. This thing's got right. bad tires, ball, the CV joints are clicking this Ferrari. But man, if we put this other Ferrari engine in there and put this better gas in it, this thing's going to fly mm-hmm. for about 50 yards. And then it's going to impact. Then it's over. And you Shit. see in those drag races, the, the, sometimes yeah. they get out of alignment. And then it's the one, hey, yeah, boom, 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 boom. It'll flip. <laughs> yeah. That's an Achilles tear. That's what that is. That That's is. an Achilles tear. That's an ACL rupture. It's just mechanical and not organic. Dude, I, I, I tell you what, Rick, I, I sent you the message, but I had, I, as soon as it, it happened, uh, the guy, uh, Ronnie Baker, reached out to me. He finished fifth in the 100 meters at the Olympics this year. And uh, <laughs> this dude's fast, bro. <laughs> he can fly. He's, he's losing the corner on both sides. He's got a left foot landing. So when I start looking at, you know, me and Gilly's looking at the film, 
Oh, Gilly's looking, I'm driving. He's like, yeah, you got go, go look at his left foot, blah, blah, blah. And this and that. And then I go in there and I get back and I'm like, all right, let me, let me see what this dude's done dealt with. I find an interview of him talking about his left hip, his ad doctor, his hamstring. Well, the dude that sent me to that, that connected us sends me a thing. And he says, he sets, he sets good bows though. And I'm like, yeah, that's why he don't have knee problems and it's beating up his hip and his muscles yeah. is because he don't have the full but rotation. You, you can't be an endurance, I mean, an interval freak athlete without big bows. Look at Barry Sanders' big ass bow. Yeah, you yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Look. Yeah, but what I'm saying is, is if, if this guy would have been a guy with Valgus, we wouldn't even know who he is. And, and Ronnie Baker's one of these top, you know, one of these top guys. You lost him? Rick, you there? He started yeah. having a little trouble. Yeah. Sway. Well, we did. I, I what, did. what other points we want to get across today? I mean, coach? no, that's that's good, man. We we are uh, one thing, coach, while while since Rick's gone yeah. is um, you know, go to shop.com and any of the products. Yeah, you back in. It was getting choppy. The yeah, we just kind of closed audio. it up a little bit. We talking okay. about the shop. Go to shop.com and yep. Um the most important thing we want people to do is if you're gonna make a purchase because everything's everything you're gonna have to sign off on, or it's gonna be delivered to your house with a tracking number. So shipping and handling is not cheap. But if you're gonna make a purchase, you really should buy the intro pack. Because if you buy that intro pack, you really don't have to buy anything else for life. You can recode or go to 10 off that intro pack. And there's a, the other cool stuff is there. So just uh, some deep dive stuff on. Yeah, the, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, some, you know, some go to movement.com is for, is for the average person at home who's not a super athlete to want to get started, want to teach their kids and their family to go to math, uh, you know, without hiring a super slow motion video coach and getting private individualized reg regiments. Uh, of course, to go to Institute, that's where we teach the open minded uh, coach to, to decipher slow motion video. The math and math, and then Ricky, you can talk about that. You're the you're the main professor there, and then Rico two two five. Rico two two five. Yeah, Rico two two five is just a little do it do it yourself weekly workouts with a little video library supporting it. So, um, and it, it's um, uh, you know, it it has a lot of success. It is not, um, if you got a guy that tears his Achilles and he comes to you, you're not going to fix him in Rico yeah, 225. Right. You need to go to coaches.com. You, you need to go get a go to coach. You need to hire a real coach and go through that process. And Rico 225 is what you send them to after. Right. You know, it's, it's, right. the, it's to keep you clean. It's to keep you moving. Yeah. Right. Um, and all of this stuff is going to be, you know, we working on some, some stuff right now, coach, and you know, you, you, you behind it. To, to put everything together, yeah, to kind of organize it a little bit, to get everything into one one little landing page and then work out from there. But um, then then the cert, if anybody's interested in getting GOATA certified, you can email Cody at glsgoda.com. That's C-O-D-Y at glsgoda.com. And Cody could get you set up with the certification yeah. process and all of that. And then, then the last thing is... Um... Is, is is coach bam's project which is go to universe which is which is this being a big trend in in the group fitness community to work out with um coaches you know online and all like peloton the peloton products and we're going to have that for go so coach bam and his team's going to do group fitness uh online demand live classes every day it's going to be cool for the average person that's it man i appreciate y'all Coming and um, see Rick was hidden pearls shirt. That's that's uh Emma and Bruce Kittle's um. Yeah. Oh, can I, can I, can I say one more thing? Uh, go to golf and Gathright Golf. We are creating a institute to teach golf to the masses. So Brian Gathright and his son Hunter are go to coaches. Hunter's a master coach, and and then Brian's in the training and. Well, what, what they did was with the help of coach Richie and, and a couple of the golfing guys, that's low single digit handicap plus is they took the math of golf and the go to math and they put it in one product. And, um, and we're trying to put that together too. So we're going to have a, a, an app just for golfers to, to work on their fundamentals of golf, their swing and to work on go at the same time, which is everybody's excited about that play. Yeah. Golf. 
Then the only other thing is we're going to do the MLB week like we did the uh, NFL lineman week. So we're going to have um, – we got some baseball guys already kind of committed to it. We got a got an all-star that's possibly looking at coming in. So um, we kind of excited about that. Uh, get some of them guys in the lab, get them, get them educated a little bit more, get them on a, a recode and kind of train them up too while they're here. So, Rick, anything else? See feel, baby. See Want to say anything about the institute? See feel. Huh? Use your eyes, man. I, I I would say go to the pages. I always I always tell everybody that go to the pages. I try to make my page more of a celebration of Goda lately, uh, where people can see the evidence, let their eyes kind of incubate. I think that's the the biggest piece to this. And I always come back to it is that it started with the tape um, and, and that's what pushes this thing. So if you're interested in being a coach, know that, you know, you come from a world where you've been taught to train your body, but you haven't really come from a world that's taught you how to train your eyes. And that's what we do at GOAT is we teach you how to train your eyes so that when you're on the field, when you're in the, the weight room, you can see good and bad and you can see it quick and you can spot it. And that's what we're trying to do is build super coaches so that we have people in all these different cities, all these different schools that have that go to eye. They can see the good, they can see the bad, and they can start to funnel everybody towards that go to behavior. So it really does start with the tape. So I say, go watch for yourself. Go look at all these go to coaches pages. Everyone's doing a great job of putting out evidence and, and reposting. And then, you know, trust your instincts and then try to prove it wrong. Try to go find an inside ankle bone, high bow shred, go watch the injuries, do your due diligence, do your own research. Um, and I think you'll come back to see that, you know, nature has a, has a way and, and we have to observe and then train accordingly. Yeah, you know, let, let me make one more point. I hate to hog up. Um, so in, in, in our space of being successful, there's been a, a, a like a theme or a way to do it. And uh, Tony Robbins would always say that Kanai, constant and never-ending improvement. Constant and never-ending improvement. And it came from a, a Japanese word. And in essence, is you never want to stop learning. So we get a lot of grief about this concept of, so you, you don't want us to learn a bunch of more nine-syllable words that end in T-I-O-N. I'm like, that is correct. Well, it, doesn't that go against basic success breeding of constant and never-ending improvement? And my and never-ending improvement. And my answer to that is always, absolutely not. And this is why. There are like seven to nine different intelligence, everything from uh, under, uh, listening to music and melodies and visual, uh, being able to remember something, see people with photographic memories. Um, and and the, one of the intelligences is what's called kinesthetic brilliance, kinesthetic intelligence. And Goda, without using words, has the deep dive of kinesthetic intelligence, which means you could be doing this for 23 years like me. 23 years I've been recoding. And every morning I wake up and I get in a class and, and, and I get to work out with people like Hartley, these 25-year-olds. Um, that are just starting their journey. And I get to work out with people that are 60 years old, like my buddy Brent Robo who's flying around here. Um, but every day we come in here, we're learning a nine syllable word that ends in TIO in the kinesthetic realm of intelligence. So you can come to Gota and feel like you're constantly and never ending improving your feel intelligence. So uh, just want to make that very clear. Yeah, you don't mean learning vocabulary. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We don't need no more vocabulary. <laughs> no flashcards here, baby. Yeah. No flashcards. All right. Well, man, I appreciate y'all giving me your time or whatever. And this is Coach Gary recoded the podcast. And we'll see you next time. Coach Gill, a few expletives, but I uh, appreciate it. Coach. Appreciate you inviting me. Yep.